0: Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, September 17th, we look at Lesson 12, Dying Like a Seed. Together, let's see the importance of submission in the life of those living
1: in the crucible. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's word. And together, we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study.
0: Okay, here we are, lesson 12, Dying Like a Seed. Our memory text comes from John chapter 12, verse 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. And this uh, lesson is, is... tied in with the germination and the growth of a seed. So uh, it's Mm. comparing us to that seed saying that in order for us to produce much wheat or much fruit, uh, we have to die to ourselves and allow Christ to come into us. And that kernel has to choose to die in order for life to come up. And that's the same thing for us in our lives. We have to Die to self so that Christ may live. And mm. it's, a, it's not something that happens overnight. It's a life of sanctification. It's a life of surrender, but it's completely worth it. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, and I love gardening. And so it's a little ironic that it's the end of the, <laughs> the year fall. Yes. And um, leaves are just starting to change and all those kinds of things. And and uh, that's when people are gathering those seeds, you know. And uh, But yet that's the promise of life renewed. Yes,
0: it is. So, Michael, tell us about Philippians two five through nine: submission for service.
1: Absolutely. So, I've got this pulled up in the uh, NIV. But uh, you know how how do we how do we approach not just life but also ministry and God's calling in our lives, right? So, this is a beautiful passage. Um, it says, "In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ." Oh and I I Amen. might pause because uh, New Testament scholars they talk about this this is as like a hymn you know yes, so imagine yes. the early Christians uh, would have would have perhaps even sung this right so and then here's here's the explanation why verse 6 who being in very nature god did not consider equality with god something to be used to his own advantage mm. Ra- rather He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death Death on a cross. cross. And therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. So just an incredible uh, description for us. Not only does God call us to something but he also models it for us he he doesn't do something that he wasn't willing to do himself and he's willing to do far more than we can ever fathom or imagine here you know as, as true. the creator god becoming creation itself and becoming a servant and and becoming um human-like in 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 this instance right right uh, and redeeming us so um, Christ is that example when you think about um, service service begins with submission making ourselves willing yeah. uh, I'm reminded of the prayer you know to to make our hearts to to be willing to be made willing
0: there right? there we go there we go
1: and so that's that's what god does and and it's it's only through the holy spirit and the power of conversion through Surrendering our lives each and every day. And the other passages um, talk along those same kind of lines. It's exploring the same passage, but it's just so beautiful of Christ's model uh, for us of submission. But we're talking about seeds. And so submission that leads to <laughs> dying. So, Buster. <laughs>
0: I'm glad. I'm glad you, oh, Michael. Let me talk to you about dying. <laughs> so, <laughs> trying to leave a, a little glimmer of a hope here. Yes, there we go. Uh, you know, this is Let's actually see. near and dear to my heart because mm. in my dissertation, I just finished looking at over 20 commentaries on. Romans chapter 12, verse one through two. And it's such a beautiful passage about that gives us hope for change. And Mm -hmm. uh, I'll read this in the new King James version. I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove uh, what is the good and acceptable and Perfect will of God. So once again, this is about uh this is both passive and active, allowing God to work in us and through us and trusting in Him at the same time doing our part in the activity of renewing our minds. Uh mm. and we renew our minds through uh the actual transformation. I love this metamorphosis, right? This is Ooh, the butterfly. Yeah, no, this is the <laughs> butterfly that's in the cocoon that comes out, right? Uh, yeah. I, I've heard, and let's see. I don't think anyone can prove it, but they said it's a painful process for a, a caterpillar to become a butterfly. I'm like, did they ask the butter uh, the caterpillar? Uh, but you know, yeah.
1: I, <laughs> how do you measure that? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but I I can say this: transformation in our own lives can sometimes be painful. Mm. Giving up things, uh, choosing, and, and listen here, changing by addition, and sometimes not necessarily by subtraction. By adding more of Christ and time with him, transformation comes about. And yes, we do sometimes lose relationships. We lose things. We lose uh, jobs. We lose sometimes lives. Uh, Mm. But it's in the end, it's also worth it for the uh, conforming not to the world, but the transforming of our mind through the will of God. And so uh, with that being said, I think the, the purpose of this is dying comes before knowing God's will. And so hmm. here, uh, I love this, that it's saying, present your bodies a living sacrifice. And, and there it's, it's going into, uh, as God is renewing us or transforming us, it is us saying, God, I surrender all that I am so that you can cause me and help me to become who you're calling me to be, right? Hmm. So come yeah. as you are, but he is calling us not to stay as we are. He is calling us to be transformed. And every day we should look for micro transformations that lead into uh, major or yeah, major uh, transformations, macro transformations. And so yeah. as we're going through those, once again, it comes through the Holy Spirit dying to self, and allowing Christ to live in us. I, yeah. I I think it gets very clear there, and ho- hopefully in our lives, we're allowing this to happen there's one other thing I want to share here, which is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is reasonable service. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is actually uh, when I was translating this myself, which is your logical or yeah, your logical worship, Mm -hmm. right? As we are worshiping God, that word service uh, is our worship to God. When we present ourselves both to him, Uh, oftentimes we think worship is singing and songs and studying our word the surrendering of our lives is actually worship unto God. Cause we're saying you are God and we are not. So therefore you take control and we give it up. And, uh, I, I love that concept. Sorry if I got a little bit passionate on that, uh, but it's been it's helping I love it. in my life. Right. Yeah. Uh, Michael talk to us now about willingness to listen.
1: I just still can't get over your translating that passage and all those commentaries, all the work you're doing, Buster. This is so great to enrich, you know, our conversations and just what a blessing. So,
0: yes, yes, indeed.
1: Well, willingness to listen is, uh, you know, I, I think this is really so basic to relationships is if we are willing to actually take the time to listen and show that we care through our attentiveness. Yes. And, okay. and, and sometimes it may look like someone's there, but you know, <laughs> if you've ever been there and they're like, you can kind of tell they're just, they're just not paying attention, goes in one ear out the other. Yes, And uh, that's not listening. Listening is uh, really paying attention. And this is what the story of Samuel, it's a familiar story. I think for a lot of people where finally the Lord um, <clears throat> comes to Samuel and he stands there And he's calling out Samuel, Samuel, as he'd been instructed. And then Samuel said, speak for your servant is is listening. listening. So how do you know the voice of God? How do you, how how can you tell? And that's, that's really the key point here is is that sometimes we may not recognize it at first, uh, but it may take somebody older and wiser in the case of Samuel to kind of say, Hey, it's, it's going to be all right. Pay attention when that voice comes speaking to you and um, I'm less about the, the um, you know, the contrast here with Eli. Um, I mean, there is an obvious contrast with his sons versus Samuel himself. And of course, he made mistakes and the Bible makes a point of that. But uh, here God is, I, I think God wants to really speak to each and every one of us, right? So he the does. question is, are we going to allow and, and not <laughs> let everything else get in the way and distract us? So that when that voice, that still small voice comes and calls our name. And we're saying, Hey, um, Lord speak, uh, for I'm ready to listen.
0: We're ready. Michael, tell me this. You asked the question, how do we know the voice of God, but what do you do with someone who constantly is saying, well, the Lord told me the Lord spoke Mm -hmm. to me and told me and said, right. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's a uh, AKA I'm never wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I run into that too. Right. And I think that's a danger if we're really truly honest with each of us, that's a danger that all of us face, right. That we right. want to make religion about ourselves instead of actually what God wants. And I, I think the, the principle here is that we have to also accept that God speaks in other ways to other people. Yes. So if we're accepting the fact that God's speaking to us, we also should hopefully have enough humility to say that God can speak to others and, and use others in situations and scripture and through the Holy Spirit to kind of get other people's attention. And so that should give us hope because, you know, um, God isn't giving up on me. He hasn't given <laughs> up on anyone. Um, the challenge comes is when we give up on ourselves, that's, that's Ooh. the point where we really um, run into trouble.
0: Yes. No. And, and I love that, Michael. It's a wonderful, uh, answer and a way to, to look at it. And I think the Apostle Paul says not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And you're talking about humility there to recognize that just as God speaks to me, he can speak to others. And yeah. I should be willing to listen and go into any conversation with the notion that I can be wrong, but God is not wrong, right? And that yeah. we can find God together and that we can search the scriptures together in order to find those answers.
1: And there's some wisdom there, right? God speaks collectively through a body of right. people. Uh, and I think there's that accountability is important, both in terms of the local church. I I think coming out of COVID, right? I spent my time at home just like everybody else did because we couldn't go to church or we had to wear masks and everything's kind of delayed. And and so there's this time where we're we're home and 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 part of me is like, well, it's actually kind of nice. I, I can listen to any sermon that I want, kind of a la carte yes. and listen to my favorite preacher or preachers. And uh, so I always know I have a good sermon. I can sleep in a little bit. I, you know, I have family time. Um, And and that was, that was all right in a sense. But after a while, my heart began to yearn and say, you know, I miss that community. And because there's that collective, it's not just having an eloquent sermon. It's not just having all the bells and whistles. There's something about being relational. God meant for us to live in community. And I think uh, not only do we listen to the Holy Spirit, but we need to take time to listen to those around us to give mm-hmm. us um, insights and feedback and say, you know, hey, I, how was your week? You know, Or and if you're struggling, come alongside and they either help you or you help them. So it's not just that I'm receiving constantly, but it's a interactive relational yes. and that takes willing a willingness to listen on everyone's part. And that's part of the church. And one final thing is that there's a willingness to listen, I think, in terms of the body of Christ as a whole. Uh, I just came back from a speaking appointment camp meeting last one of the season. Some people had some new truths, Buster. Oh, brother. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I, I had to tell them, you know, that we've got 28 fundamental beliefs that we kind of all agreed upon as kind of those boundary markers. And, you know, I, I think there can be some flexibility, but, but, the, the ones we're not going to compromise on are those twenty eight and and that just didn't kind of come by accident it's come over very intense bible study by systematic many different theology people. yeah very consistently over time so there's a there's a need to listen um in the local church community there's also a need to listen to the church at large that we're part of you know? amen yeah, no i, I so, absolutely love that well and and <laughs> i guess next to self-reliance so
0: Yeah, so we just talked about listening to the body of Christ, and (laughs) here we talk about those who are like, no, I'm going to be a Lone Ranger on this. I'm the only spiritual person I know. Uh, I I think this
1: this is the what you were talking about Buster, right? right. If I have only I, I'm the one that has only has the truth or God only speaks through me. Yeah. And
0: we have to be we have to be careful with that. And we have to be careful listen here. If you, if you run into someone like that, you know, point mm-hmm. them to the point them to this story that's found in first Samuel thirteen, verses one through fourteen. I'm not gonna yeah. read this entire uh passage to you, but this is Saul, right? And Saul fights yeah. the Philistines. And at the end of it, starting in verse eight, I will read this. Then he waited seven days according to the time set up by Samuel, but Samuel did not come to Gilgal and the people were scattered from him. So Saul said, bring a burnt offering and a peace offering here to me. And he offered the burnt offering. So in other words, he was doing something he was not supposed to, because as King, he's not authorized to, to burn the offering. Uh, yeah. And we see here later, uh, I think it's chapter 15 where Samuel tells him to obey is better than to sacrifice. Mm. Uh, and, and listen here, I know sometimes we're like, listen here, obedience is not our ticket to um, salvation. Uh, Or it's not, we can't earn our salvation, but obedience is our proof of love towards God. It's our Mm -hmm. showing God that we want to follow you. It's our submission unto God. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and so I think we're trying to get into a realm now of obedience, less Christianity. And there's, there's not a place for it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. We find a savior who is God. Who subjected mm-hmm. himself? Uh, it's, yeah, it, uh, we see it there. The first passage you read there in Philippians chapter two, and now here we see a king who now mm-hmm. submits himself as priest, and it's there's no place for it. It's uh, the opposite, we, exactly. We need to know our place and in submission, we know our roles and we know our callings, and we say, God, I will follow you, and I yearn and strive to please you because I love you, uh, yeah. not to save me. Lord, I want to see others saved. And that's why I obey you because I realize others are watching me because they're searching for you. So help me to follow you no matter what I do. And when I fail, as we're all Mm -hmm. going to Lord, help me to repent as hard Mm -hmm. as I've, as uh, even harder than I've sinned uh, and ask for forgiveness and turn uh, my ways around as I keep my eyes focused in on you. Uh, And so as we we see here, uh, Saul, uh, it says here that Saul saw, and Saul moved and said, uh, and then he said, I said, and then it said in verse 12 of 1 Samuel 13, verse 12, he went to, I said, to, I felt compelled to offer the sacrifice. In other words, he mm. felt dignified in doing what he was supposed to do. And it was all about himself, what I thought I should do. I'm being facetious here, but the voice of the Lord told me that I should X, Y, or Z. And whatever you have to tell me, I'm not going to listen because God's voice is more important, so therefore I can't (laughs) hear you. Well, I want to let you know this. My voice, your voice, Michael, no one's voice is synonymous with God's voice. Wow, yes. And I'm talking to uh, someone who has studied Adventist history so deeply that he can confer this, but uh, even with Sister White and her uh, visions and her testimonies there were several times where her visions were an answer to the searching of scriptures together with the rest of the pioneers. Uh, there was t- several times where uh, they would search and then she'd have a vision or she'd have a vision and they would search and then say, yes, this thing is true, but they are comparing it to scriptures. Uh, just like uh, is found in, in uh, Acts where the church, or the church in Berea came together and they said, let us study to find out if these things are so. So don't. tell it don't be self-reliant, but be God-dependent and be uh church body together reliant, right? Rel- reliant on on Christ.
1: Yeah, spot on, because I, I think that's exactly it. Because uh, some people, they, they don't realize, you know, it's almost as if there, there's some kind of shortcut. And so, and that's what happened in early Adventism. You were talking about, Buster, is some people thought, oh, uh, let's just go out to Ellen White and ask her to have a vision for us. <laughs> <You> <laughs> kind of, you're my thumb, and you know, if we just kind of, kind of, just tell us, we don't want to have to. Yeah, to we don't want to do any out. work. Do this for us. <laughs> <laughs> and, and God's never taken that away. Where each of us have our own responsibility before God to study, to show ourselves approved as, as workmen, as Scripture says, and and that's that. We need to be reminded of that. And uh, yeah, you're, you're spot on, Buster.
0: Yeah. So, Michael, now we've talked about self-reliance. Tell us about substitutes.
1: Yeah. So, and I think that kind of just segues from what we're talking about, how sometimes that we like to, again, Saul is putting his own power and authority and reason. He's kind of cut himself off from God, but, right. but we all do that, right? Where we um, try to do something to fill that void. I'm reminded of a friend of mine that that taught uh, life and teachings for many, many years. And he had a survey question at the beginning of the class where he would uh, ask them if they're an introvert or an extrovert, no point value, just kind of getting to know students. And then on the final exam, he had a question that again, didn't have any point value, but he asked if, if Jesus was an introvert or an extrovert. And so there's a 99% correlation over like 30 years that of, of his teaching that uh, if they were introverted, they thought Jesus was introverted and vice versa. And the danger is to creating,
0: make, so creating Christ in our own image.
1: <laughs> that's exactly it. And as Adventists, we do that with Ellen White too, right? We, we do Ellen that. White into our own image. I mean, this is the same kind of thing. Even good things, good things could be used to get in the way of God. And I think that's what you referred to earlier. He wants uh, our obedience over the sacrifices and offerings, right? right. So the sacrifices and offerings had become the system of outward kinds of things. And God says, I just want a relationship with you and know you're serious about it and pay attention, right? I, yeah, I want right. to make, you know, you're, you're into me kind of thing, right? And, and I think that's what's happening here. So the danger is, is that anything could be good, it could be bad. Uh, anything that could could come in place, um, and we can block out and not hear God's voice speaking to us. Not because God isn't trying; it's because we're <laughs> very good at trying to obfuscate and 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 not hear actually what God's speaking to us. Thankfully, God doesn't give up. God is a persistent God. Um, the only people that, the only person that can get in the way of our own salvation is ourselves. Ooh, outs. And yep. Zechariah. Yeah, Zechariah 4 um, is is finishing up this week's lesson. It says, um, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says, says the Lord the Almighty. Lord. And, and so we just need that Holy Spirit to come into each of our hearts and our lives and to wake us up and to help us to be attentive and to hear God's voice speaking. And I suspect that that's going to, look a little bit different for me than it is for you buster today and those that are listening each of us that's probably gonna look just a little bit different what god's speaking there you go. in our hearts the to know the way that god has his will for us and and to follow it and not to not to allow ourselves to to be distracted and again it's not something we have to kind of be on the edge of our seat so i might just kind of miss it it's kind of like uh, samuel there god's calling <laughs> out we just need to pay attention recognize that's his voice speaking to us
0: yeah. And, and Michael, I'm glad you shared that because I don't want to discount anyone. If God is speaking to you, uh, listen to him. And mm-hmm. oftentimes, if you know that he's listening to you, mm-hmm. we'll not only agree with scripture, but oftentimes it will have to do with serving in some capacity, mm-hmm. serving yeah. those who are around you, loving those who are around you. Uh, maybe he's calling you to be a missionary. Maybe he's calling mm-hmm. you into to mission or, or not mission, but into ministry. Yeah. Uh, whatever yeah. God is asking you to do and it and it, and it coincides with scripture by all means do it mm-hmm. and don't wait mm-hmm. to do it, do it immediately. Uh, but also there's wisdom, the counsel of many. So asking mm-hmm. others to pray for you and with you, as you're going through that decision-making process of following God's uh, voice, man, but, but sometimes Michael, I'm telling you, sometimes I'm there, I'm studying the word and God convicts me of sin. And right then and there, I take out the time and say, God, forgive me of this. And mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong. Listen here, you can't go wrong with listening to Scripture, and God' vo- God's voice speaks through Scripture, speaks through prayer, yeah, speaks through people, yeah. it speaks through nature. Uh, so mm-hmm. listen
1: to that voice and submit to God. Yeah, I was on an airplane one time, Buster, and the guy sitting next to me was friendly. He started chatting and um, asked him who he was and tell tell me about your your experience and what's going on. He was on his way to be a missionary in the Philippines, and wow. He had had a dream two nights before, and uh, he dreamed about the Philippines, so he took that as God's sign, telling him, so he sold everything he had, his car, everything he had, quit his job, everything, and got on the airplane, and so there he was. So, um, I advised him that it might not be a bad idea to work, work on a, a visa kind of thing. So, I believe, you know, I admire someone's pluck, that they would just get up and sell everything you know, and go. But there's also something to be said for being responsible. So God's voice is not going to ask us to do something that's contrary to the established principles of scripture too. So (laughs) uh, in this case, breaking the law and and getting a visa. So unfortunately had to be um, ex, uh, uh, what do you call it? Deported Uh, deported. after that. And that's the kind of thing that, um, you know, I admire someone like that, but maybe for rushing off too quickly let's not be spontaneous because then we can still end up even making a really amazing thing a good thing being a missionary in this case could end up becoming very problematic and so we need to make sure that we um that we listen to God's voice but we also follow faithfully his word and like you said Buster seek wise counsel
0: yes amen well michael i think that's uh Man, you added so many, there's so many layers to this and I'm hopefully, hopefully, uh, we're like that seed willing to die and yeah. stop being self-reliant and relying on Christ and not doing things too rashly, right? <laughs> yeah. Submitting to
1: God's will. There we Submitting go. Submitting to God's will. Well, I think that puts a wrap for another week. So, uh, this is soup and swoops signing, signing out. out as we put a wrap on this week's lesson. This is Campbell swoops signing off.
0: Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.